All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, April 24th, 2020. I am your host, Detroit sports writer Noel Bianchi, here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. What's going on, guys? How are you? Uh, we're all very excited because today the final ticket will be punched to the championship round in our quest to determine the greatest Red Wings figure of all time. We started with 64. We are now at three. The first matchup of the final four occurred on yesterday's show where Steve Eiserman took down Nicholas Lidstrom. Be sure to check that one out if you haven't done that already. And today we find out who his opponent will be in that championship round as we continue on with Sergio Colchester. Sergio, welcome back to the show. Boys, I, I apologize wholeheartedly for my performance on yesterday's pod. I had a little bit of the final four jitters. We were playing in a football stadium, and I wasn't used to it. My shots weren't going in. I, I, I couldn't really dribble the ball. I uh, went and saw my sports psychologist, and uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to pod. I'm ready to redeem myself. Yeah, your biggest argument for Steve Eiserman was that he is synonymous with the Verizon Can You Hear Me guy. And I, I just didn't think that was a very good look for you or the podcast, but we left it in there because, you know, it's who you are. The only thing that really counted against you was the fact that I actually remember that mural and was devastated by the fact that they covered it up with a uh, sprint ad. So it is what it is. You know, you made you, – I, I saw what you were saying. You were trying to kind of – you're related to the LeBron witness mural. It's kind of similar, I, I think, in, in the point you were trying to make. But regardless, Steve Eiserman still went on. Uh, we have the number two seed, Gordie Howe, today versus the number six seed – or six overall, two overall – First six overall, Gordie Howe versus Sergey Fedorov. Uh, we will start with Sergey Fedorov because he is undoubtedly the underdog in this matchup. And I'm going to go ahead and start this off by making some very, very solid points that I don't think Ethan's going to be able to refute. Or yeah, he, possibly, sure. he, he probably will, but I don't know if I'm going to let him. Uh, Sergey <laughs> Fedorov, 908 games as a Red Wing, 400 uh, goals, 554 assists for 954 points. Uh, drafted in the fourth round in 1989 by the team, was one of the first Soviet defections to come over here during this wave, was the first Soviet defection for the Red Wings uh, to that point. He ends up kind of starting. He, he's the first band member of the Russian Five. He's an absolute rock star to boot, white skates, uh, largest single season amount ever paid to an NHL athlete in 97-98 with $28 million for 43 total games played. Uh, the guy's an absolute legend for many, many reasons that probably aren't synonymous with what we know to be uh, the respectful hockey, tr you know, very uh, whatever hockey community. But I got to tell you what, Sergei Fedorov to me is a guy who you cannot write Red Wings history without in a way that you can't say a lot about other people and just in terms of the butterfly effect that he created by being here. Sergio, we will kick it to you. What are your thoughts on Sergei Fedorov and why does he deserve to go on to the championship round? Well, first, I would be remiss to say that I, to not mention the fact that I'm named after him. So, yeah, oh, little yeah. did you guys know, my parents, big, big Red Wings fans, thought, hey, you know, we got this guy, Sergei Fedorov. He's a pure dynamo stick of TNT on the, on the ice. They, and, they, and they had me and they looked at me and they said, hey, got to name our son after Sergei Fedorov, but we're Italian, so I went with Sergio. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That uh, makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's natural. So, 
anyway, I uh, look Ser- Sergey Fedorov is the ultimate X factor. You know, we can we, he, you we can put him up against Gordy Howe because, and we can have a conversation about it because he is so unique and distinct and such a tour de force of a human being that he actually can stand right up to Gordy Howe. And there are ways in which, you know, he towers over him just in terms of his celebrity at the time. Um, you know, he was, he was notoriously, I guess, infamously dating Anna Kornikova, who was a global, uh, phenomenon uh in the in the early or in the mid 90s which shot him up into sort of a you know us weekly pmz sort of level of superstardom that is uh really uncommon for hockey players um he was a you know the early when they started marketing the nhl more through the 90s as a result of Gretzky going to LA and the game starting to pick up steam in terms of popularity around the country. He was a big part of that. He he was the Nike guy. They gave him the white skates. He was in, he was in the commercials. He was he was the rock star. And that was and 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 above all else, I mean, I don't even know you know, I wanted to get those things out of the way because more so than his celebrity or his 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 cool personality, he was an incredible hockey player. He was the best player on the ice. He was the best Red Wing through the '90s, by far. Uh, the only one to win a Hart Trophy. Um, you know, he played both forward and defense based on where Scotty needed him because he was so good he could play both. Um, as a forward, he, he was, he was just electric, scored five goals in a game. Um, his goals were, were beautiful. He, he skated with so much grace. So I say all of that about his celebrity and his personality. And that comes before saying he was the best player on the Red Wings for the entirety of his Red Wings career. And that included three Stanley Cups with countless Hall of Famers. Um, He was... And he is a Hall of Famer himself. Yeah, of course. Um, He was the reason that you showed up to the joke. He's who you wanted to see. His goals were electric, um, but he he affected the game on both ends. he, he dominated play like a, a true superstar, you know, not somebody doing the things, not doing the little things like you would say about Henrik Zetterberg or Nicholas Lidstrom. He just flat out dominated guys. He skated around them. He, he scored gorgeous goals, putting the puck into tiny windows that very few can. He's, he was the man. And, uh, and, and I mean, that's my case for him. 
Well, and I think one more thing I kind of, I mean, you mentioned it a little bit and I kind of brought it up a little bit in his introduction, but he was a rock star and he, not only that though, but he was a disruptor of the status quo. We love these heroes in sports who kind of come in and act crazy and they change the game. We saw what happened uh, when Alexander Ovechkin finally claimed his first Stanley cup back in 2018. Uh, He went wild and everybody absolutely loved it. We love these guys who, you know, you can point to and say, now that guy's now that guy's a hockey player, but for different reasons than you would say it for generations prior. And I think that Sergei Fedorov was that. And I think, you know, we've talked about a couple of different guys in this tournament that have cultivated a certain fan experience that we know to be uh, the Red Wings fan experience today. You mentioned it with Al Sabaco. We mentioned it with Bud Lynch. And I think that that same line of thinking can apply to a guy like Sergei Fedorov, who, when he comes in, not only is he a great hockey player and, oh, he's making the great city of Detroit proud because they have a good hockey team again. But it's like nobody else in the NHL has a player like this. Nobody else in the NHL has fun like this or or just, you know, presents this aura of coolness. Uh, like this guy does and I think that that you know probably has a lot to do with the fact that the Red Wings became hockey town and that the Red Wings became uh, you know outside of just their national dominance uh, the team or the national brand that we know them to be a hockey team from Detroit you look at the the era that they played in that they won these cups in uh, with Sergey the Colorado Avalanche were doing exactly what the Red Wings did the New Jersey Devils were doing exactly what the Red Wings did, but do either of those teams have the lasting impact of greatness that the Red Wings have? I don't necessarily know. And I think you could certainly make the argument that the answer is yes, but I think more so I than both of so. those teams, you've seen the legend and what whatever you want to call it seep into a current era in more ways uh, than really NHL, any other NHL franchise any other NHL franchise can say. And I think Sergei Fedorov probably spearheaded the, the culture change in terms of like the fandom and the national brand and all that other types of stuff. It was such an embarrassment of riches that the Red Wings had in the nineties. You know, when we make this bracket, we, we got these matchups with Steve Eiserman, the, you know, one of the most beloved figures in Detroit sports history against Nicholas Lidstrom the greatest defenseman in the history of hockey. Nicholas Lindstrom then against Scotty Bowman, the greatest coach maybe in the history of sports. Uh, and then, you know, all of it coming. And, and then on the other side, we have Gordie Howe, the, you know, Mr. Hockey. Say what you want about his place in the top three. He's in the top three of the greatest players that ever lived. Uh, versus Sergei Fedorov, who all of the points you just made about him are completely valid. I, I don't know that the Red Wings are as entertaining. I don't know that the Red Wings are as cool or the Red Wings are as fun or the Red Wings are as interesting as they ended up being without Sergei Fedorov. And all of that is we haven't even brought up. You brought it up, but we haven't really dove into the way he changed. This, the game of hockey by defecting from Russia in the middle of the night and coming to Detroit to play to play for the Red Wings. Ethan, what do you got? Anything? Or should we move on to Gordie Howe? I would love I'm not I am not gonna spend any more time on this guy. Cause you guys can talk about him all you want, 
but I think I have one, I have one sentence about Sergei Fedorov before I even get into Gordy Howe. That's just going to ruin everything you guys just said. And it's the fact that he left us in 2003 after we lost to the Anaheim Ducks in the first round. He leaves us for less money and goes to play for Anaheim. And the booze that this man heard for the rest of his career. That right there is the reason why he's not going to be in the last round <laughs> against Steve Eiserman. Because that's it right there. Now, right, I, have well, another, well, I have, I have another question. Last week, I, I made the same point, and you voted against Chris Osgood. Look, dude, I, Chris Os, you know, Chris wasn't going to make it to the finals. <laughs> only, one of us, only one of us has voted against Sergey Fedorov so far. Hey. All right, well, I, I, let me introduce I'm Gordy Howe. <laughs> I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Is, okay. is, is Sergei Fedorov ambidextrous? Did he shoot left-handed and right-handed? Huh? Did he no, do we both? don't have a curve no, on your didn't. stick. What does no, it matter? No, he didn't. I bet, okay. I bet Sergei Fedorov had a better backhander, harder and more accurate than Gordy Howe's wrist shot. Oh, you think? Is, do, you think that's, do you think that's true? Okay, I have another question. Does Sergei Fedorov have two bridges named after him? Huh? One in his hometown and one here? Does he? He probably has a couple. Mm -hmm. No, he doesn't. <laughs> All right, well, let me introduce uh, Gordy Howe, and then you can go in on why, why you think you? he deserves to be uh, in the championship round against Steve Eisman over Sergei Fedorov, who I think makes a very compelling case. Uh, Gordy Howe, first in Red Wings history in points, goals, and games played, blah, blah, blah. Uh, fourth all-time in points, blah, 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 second all-time goals, 10th all-time assists, most NHL regular season games played, most NHL regular season games played with a single team, uh, most NHL uh, all-star game appearances with 23. I forgot to look up uh, how many cups he had, but I'm assuming it's at least four, whatever. Uh, Ethan, we'll start with you. Did, did Sergei Fedorov has, have his jersey worn in Ferris Bueller's day off? No, he didn't. Gordie Howe did. I'm just saying, yeah, there's a lot of things. There, there are a lot of things, guys. <laughs> All right. You know, like Sergio said, the dude's name is Mr. Hockey. There's a thing in the sport when you get a goal and assist in a fight, it's called this dude's hat trick. Okay? This, there's no Sergei Fedorov hat trick. I also don't know if you guys know this, he was top five in scoring for 20 years straight. That's pretty hard to do. He's, he has 22 consecutive 20-plus goal seasons. That's pretty hard to do. Four-time Stanley Cup champion. He was an all-star 23 times, guys. 23 times. Okay. There's, there is, there is, there's no argument you guys can make that Gordie Howe, a guy who played his entire career here, should be in over a guy that left us to go to a team that beat us. Uh, technically, Gordy Howe played a season for the Hartford Whalers. He did. That was in the WHA, but I mean, like you know, it's a and and you know, and that a was a move. And that was a move of pure nepotism. <laughs> I wanted to go play with his son. Hey, Sergey Fedorov isn't called Mister Hockey, okay? True. Yeah, well, I wasn't named Gordy Colchester. That's also true. That's also true. What do you got? Sir? Although, 
We have to remember that the world existed before we were born. All right. And, uh, you know, the solid system, the solid system has to end. It would be completely outrageous to put Sergei Fedorov into the finals over Gordie Howe. Um, Gordie Howe was widely considered the greatest hockey player that ever lived for most of the 20th century. Uh, Gordie Howe, like I brought up last week, we were, we're going to do a, if we did a bracket of the greatest Detroit sports figures of all time. I think I said last week that, that Steve Eisenman might win that, but no, that's ridiculous. Like Gordie Howe would win that because he is the only, save for Ty Cobb, maybe, the only person that played team sports in the city of Detroit that is on that short list of the greatest athletes that ever lived. He is, um, to our parents' generation, to our grandparents' generation, he is the reason that the Red Wings are the Red Wings. He put the Red Wings on the map. Uh, he put the city of Detroit and, and the game of hockey on the map uh, nationally. He, for all the things that, that Ethan said, the Gordie Howe hat trick, um, his iconic sweater, not just being worn in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, but, you know, you see that, you see that Gordie Howe number nine Red Wings jersey all over uh TV and, and movies. Um, he's Gordie Howe, man. It, it's, it's not even close. But we have showed time and time again on this podcast in, uh, in an initiative led by Ethan, who is harping for Gordie Howe, that we don't care about hockey players who played the game before 1960. <laughs> Remember what he said about Terry Sawchuck and his, like, uh, his wins now. record standing for 40 years or his shutout record standing for 50, 60 years? He said, stick his nose up at that. Well, why? He, why? I'll tell you why. why? I'll tell you why. Because Terry Sawchuck and Chris Osgood weren't going to win this tournament anyway. So I was having some fun with it. But now, but now, it make you know, I'm not going to go against logic. Well, I mean, you, you look at the team. if I let you. You look at the team that he was surrounded by. And I think that there's, you know, also some, a point to be made about that, too. The possibly the greatest goaltender of all time played on the greatest line of all time with a guy who also played over 1500 five or yeah, over 1500 games in a Red Wings uniform. But what uh, does this have to do with the Sergei He, he also played in the NHL at a time where there were only six teams. So he had a lot less competition to go up against for his six art Ross and six heart Memorial trophies in his five time uh, leading score campaigns. So I think that that's, you know, that's definitely a point to be made against Gordie Howe. I think, you know, to me, like I've mentioned before, this all breaks down to how did this person impact what I know to be the Red Wings today? Oh, how did man. this person... When you walked into Joe Louis Arena, you walked into the Gordie Howe entrance. Yeah, but hockey wasn't that cool back then when he was playing, and, and Sergei Fedorov oh, was God. a leader. 
in, in making hockey cool in America, not just in Detroit, but all across America. Uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky obviously was, you know, one of the very first departing from Edmonton to go to LA. Uh, but Sergei Fedorov, you know, with beyond a shadow of a doubt, had an impact on American hockey culture uh, in a way that I don't know that Gordie Howe did simply because of the fact that uh, Gordie Howe was like we talked about the status quo and Sergei Fedorov was a disruptor, disruptor of that status quo. I don't know. That, that's, that's to where it breaks down to for me. Who are you picking? Well, you know, I think that Iserman versus Fedorov is a much sexier matchup. It'll make for a much more interesting podcast. Um, and so, with that being said, you guys, I'm not crazy. It's, it's Gordie Howe. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's Gordie Howe all day. Sergey Fedorov. I, I voted for Chris Osgood over Sergey Fedorov. <laughs> he, left, he left the city, and as a result, his number is not even up in the rafters. Uh, Which is bullshit, by the way. No, it's not. He was, the, he was the best player on those 90s Red Wings teams. But you know what? I think... I don't think he was as good of a hockey player as Pavel Datsuk. Um, I'll tell you this, though. Neither of those guys come close to Gordie freaking Howe. Uh, the, the stats that Ethan rattled off are insane. He scored 20 goals in 22 straight seasons. That is preposterous. He played hockey in six different decades. I went and saw him play as a child. <laughs> professionally as a member of the Detroit Vipers in the Palace of Auburn Hills. Um, and, and you know what? My dad made a point to get me there so that he could see, so that he could say his son got to see Sir, uh, Gordie Howe play hockey. Nobody's to, doing that for Sergei Fedorov. Right. Not to mention uh, too that like a lot of the games, a lot of the seasons, the majority of, Gordie Howe's career, there were only 70 games in a season. And he still held, held the games played record. Like, the guys – the st- statistics are uncomparable. He's, the, he's, he's one of the toughest guys to ever play the game while also being basically Wayne Gretzky from an offensive standpoint. I mean, he defines – the Gordie Howe hat trick is called that because – he defines what it means to be a hockey player. Yeah, no, I'm not going to argue with that. I'm also going Gordie Howe here in this final round. I just thought that, you know, <laughs> Sergey Fedorov deserved to have, uh, you know, some, some respect put on his name by our friend Ethan here. I don't really necessarily think it's even close either. You mentioned uh, earlier, and I kind of, it was one of the, you know, moving, uh, biggest moving pieces in my argument was the fact that, uh, you know, Gordie Howe was the status quo, but he wasn't. He was the he embodied what it meant to be a hockey player in the most extreme senses in every single way. So that was just, you know, that was just me talking out of my ass there. Uh, but he was the meanest, toughest, and also most skilled player in the world, which I think is a combination uh, that you really just simply cannot, cannot overlook. I really need to stop letting you guys get me worked up. The second that the second that Sergio picked Gordy Howe, Ethan put Ethan let out a huge sigh and put his hands into his face, and I thought he was gonna cry. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, we're gonna have to pause." My 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 
blood it, pressure it, goes it was up like it was like the same it was in the exact same way that like athletes start crying the second they win a championship like this meant that much to him <laughs> i respect it i, I, I respect really it. wanted i really wanted the steve eisenman versus Sergey Petrov matchup because the arguments would have been just obscene the pro Fedorov arguments would be so blasphemous and I would make so many of them. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. It'd just be fun. You know, maybe, that, maybe, would be a, that would be a fun topic to play devil's advocate on. I think that right now with this matchup, uh, Gordy Howe versus Steve Eisman in the finals, to me, this is almost like uh, two sides of the same coin. And I really don't know how we're going to determine this. It's going to take like some serious pros and cons list to get this figured out. I might need yeah. to I might need to get my grandfather involved. I really I really might. I, I mean I, this is gonna be this is this is a hell of a matchup. And yeah. it's the matchup that I think everybody knew was befitting of a championship round. Like you mentioned to close out last week's podcast, Sergio, you said I think we have the right four in the final four. I think at the end of the day we got the right two. Uh, going to the championship round. And I'm excited because I genuinely, genuinely have no idea who I'm going to pick yet. I also have no idea who I'm going to pick yet, but I, I would say this. Since pro wrestling has been a recurring theme throughout this bracket and these podcasts, I, I was just thinking about it. You know, Steve Eisman versus Gordy Howe is such a, such a deadlock. If we had another Money in the Bank winner. This is John and, Cena and versus Ric Flair. <laughs> and Mike Illich could run in with the money in the bank briefcase and turn this into a triple threat match. That's, I think, how we would – that's how you end up with Mike Illich winning this bracket. Not sure if it's going to be a two-part episode next week. I think we'll kind of have to figure out the details on that. Uh, but we will certainly update you, uh, you know, in the beginning of the week, kind of how everything is going to play out. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't done that already. Uh, I think next week we're going to be looking over some of the greatest moments in franchise history. So that'll certainly be a, be a fun thing to look forward to. We've, we're going to have guests. Uh, if you haven't listened to Max Boltman on Monday, Dave Regnick on Tuesday, whatever it may be, uh, go back and listen to those episodes. And then follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Make your voice heard. We're going to be posting these final, uh, these final matchups. I don't, I just realized I did not post the final four ones yet. So I will, uh, I'll make sure to do that. And then we can do the championship round on there as well to determine the greatest Red Wings figure of all time as determined by the Lockdown Red Wings listeners. So we're looking forward to it. We hope you guys are looking forward to it. And we'll see you guys on Monday. Flatten the curve, boys.